0: Uh, Why are we scared to surrender? I was thinking about this, and so I thought, you know, why are we scared to surrender? What, What does surrender look like? And I was thinking about it, and surrender sounds antiquated to people. It sounds boring. It sounds like something that was possibly said a lifetime ago. Nobody really says, I'm going to surrender. I'm surrendering to something. Nobody really talks like that. And you'll think, surrendering to who? Uh, to you, to me, to Tom, uh, to your mom, to your parents, colleagues at work, your boss, pressures. Who are we surrendering to? And actually, surrender seems to be the opposite of everything, of things that we are continuously trying to do. And in our lives, and if we are honest with ourselves, we are always trying to control every aspects and facets of our lives. That's just the reality of it. We just don't like uncertainties. Uh, We want to handle our day. And so we create systems. Uh, We create routines. We uh, create schedules. We have specific diets. We have specific plans. We have goals for our lives. And the list goes on. We make all these plans. We have the two-year plan. We have the five-year plan you have, the 10-year plan, all in the hope of controlling uh, the outcome of the future where we would like it to be. And this this isn't to say that there's anything wrong with knowing um, what the future looks like. There's nothing wrong with knowing uh, where your next meal is coming from. There's nothing wrong with knowing what you are doing tomorrow. There's nothing wrong with knowing what's at work, What you've got planned ahead. There's nothing wrong with knowing what you're going to wear. These are all good things. But within that, we must recognize that there are some things that are just going to be out of our control. And there are some things that we cannot control, and there's nothing we can do about it. And most of the time, if not always, When our plans, so the ones that we create ourselves, the system, the structures, don't pan out or go accordingly or how we envisage it, we tend to get stressed. Uh, We tend to become rude. We tend to become snappy. We become disrespectful. We, We push people away. We become aggressive or annoyed just because we are not getting our own way. And so the question after this reading, I'm wondering, when I was reading this, this is what I was thinking. Um, What does it mean for us to surrender the lordship of our lives to the Lord? So what does it mean for us to surrender the lordship of my life to the Lord? Letting go of my own way? And actually in that, how do I react to unexpected situations when they turn up? How do we respond? How do you respond? And Tom said this to me when we were talking. He says, when plans change, that's a test of our faith. So quote that. That's from the Reverend Tom. It's it's, it's a brilliant quote. And I think, a bit like you guys, right? Um, Last Christmas, we all had plans. Yeah? We went to see our families, our friends, our our loved ones. We all had plans. And then what happened? Christmas was cancelled. Well, it wasn't cancelled, but you know what I'm trying to say? Our plans didn't pan out. You come in with your family, chaos, you know, everything is in the air. But we adjusted, we adapted, and and, and the unknown happened, and we just moved on, right? We just just kept on going. And even now, even today, there is still an uncertainty, there is an, an unknown but what could and possibly might happen. And so I wonder, knowing that this is the situation and the reality and the world we live in, what and how do we manage that? And so let me start reading uh, today's scripture passage because you're here thinking, Nick, where's the Bible in this? So let me just turn it right here. Uh, so we are reading from Luke 1 verses 26 to 38. If you have your Bible, you can follow with me. So it's Luke 1, verses 26 to 38. It will also be on the screen. And it says this, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And she was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So when I was reading this, to me there were three things that stood out. Um, First, it was Mary and her confusion. Mary and her confusion the second is, is the narrative, the discussion with Mary the how, question she asks and, 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 the, and the talk with Gabriel and then the third was Mary and her surrender these are the three things that really stood out to me when I was thinking about this so let's look at the confusion um, and like I said, I couldn't quite shake this whole thing there was, and at the end, I'm really going to kind of hone in on what I feel God's kind of speaking to me when I was preparing for this. We, we read the first 26 when the angel comes and he greets Mary and clearly we can see uh, that Mary is confused. It's written there. Uh, Mary is perplexed. She's probably wondering what in the world is going on. Her response shows it. She's troubled um, by this uh, celestial being, by this, by this angel. Now, just just put yourself in her your place. Imagine an angel coming to you, or in your house, in your room, and telling you you are favoured, and the Lord is with you. You're probably going to freak out. I know I probably would. Probably think, "Hold on, this is really strange." <laughs> an angel. <laughs> so you just imagine her. She's like, she's probably thinking, "What?" You know, um, and Mary, like, you know, I'm pretty sure Mary in situation uh, was confused. And like us sometimes, uh, we tend to be perplexed when strange things happen or things that we don't expect happen. We are perplexed, we are a bit confused, we wonder how, why. And so I'm going to share a little story about myself when I was at Ridley recently of a confusing moment and and thinking, huh, this was very unexpected. Um, So we had assignments and it was during the time when... um, uh, kids were, stupid, were kids were at home, and parents were the teachers. Um, so Sarah was, and I were just trying to manage the kids, you know, doing our head in and and getting bored. And you know, every parent here will know exactly what we are talking about. You know, you have your kids running around in in the house, and there's nothing else you can do. You can't take them outside. You know, I'm trying to study. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to be on Zoom. Five hours a day, I'm trying to write an assignment. Kids running around in the background. It's chaos. It's, 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 it's lovely. It was really great. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it's chaos, right? If I'm, I'm just being honest. It was chaos. Um, so I'm here trying to write this ethics assignment on ethics, Christian ethics, and I'm typing away, you know, yes, it's going great. I'm doing good. I'm exhausted, but I'm still typing away. Great assignment. It's going really well you send it in, and then you receive your assignment back. And he and says, you failed. I'm like, what? No way. That, that's not right. And I was perplexed. and I was like, what in God's name happened here? I was like, this is not how I saw it happening. This is not what I planned. I studied hard. I, no, this isn't right. What? Well, That was my reaction. And so let's just stay with my huh reaction, like that confusion. And a bit like, Mary, I was super confused. I was like, this is confused. And so we have the second part of this story where um, Mary and, and, and Gabriel have a discussion. Um, Mary's confusion doesn't go away. It sticks with her. It still goes on. Um, and then the angel tells Mary what is happening. He tells her, um, Mary, it's okay. This is what God's favor looks like. Uh, don't be afraid, Mary. Even though you might not understand what's happening, don't be afraid. You have found favor. It tells God, he tells, not God, it tells Mary that God's favor is resting on her. And here, Mary is still confused and she pretty much says, how? And this isn't a, 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 a question of disbelief like Zechariah. It's more of a question of, biologically speaking, how? And it's like, like, well, logically, angel, you know, um, I'm soon to be married with Joseph, you know, at the betrothal, but, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, with, you know, angel, like, what's, it's, it's, you know, biology, right? It's, you know, (laughs) what's going to happen? (laughs) How is this even possible? And so the angel tells her um, that God's shadow is going to overshadow her her with his Holy Spirit, Um, that she's going to be essentially covered with a cloud, a cloud of glory, a cloud where uh, the manifestation of God will be with Mary. And this is the how. And so the angel tells her how it's going to happen. And so I asked my lecturer, how did I fail my assignment? And she was like, well, I can clearly see Nick that actually in your assignment, it wasn't a case of you not uh, 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 referencing your work, because you did. It was that, You didn't reference the right stuff or you didn't reference it properly in an order. And if you're at uni, you'll have to do a specific type of referencing. You have Harvard, Oxford, you have a bunch of different references. And she said, It's not that you were trying to cheat, it's just that you didn't reference properly. And I was like, Ah, okay. It clicked. It's for Mary, it clicked. The angel told her, This is what's going to happen. And for her, it clicked. Just ask for me, it clicked. And I was like, I. Understand what you are saying now. And so this is exactly what Mary did. The angel tells her what's going to happen and, 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 and Mary, it just clicks. And I think there's something important for us here as believers is that, it's that we need to recognize that God's power and that God's presence and that God's glory is all around us and is within us. And we see with Mary here uh, that she's going to be overshadowed by the God's Holy Spirit. It's important that we recognize um, that God's presence, like I said, his glory is always and continuously around us. And when things don't go our way or when things go out of control, uh, we don't have to worry, we don't have to stress, and we don't have to beat ourselves up uh, trying to recover it all. And we can be confident in God's power. We can rest in peace uh, knowing that the Holy Spirit is dwelling and indwelling with, it, with us, that we have God's Holy Spirit, we have God's presence in us, and so we can be confident that within God and with God, we don't have to stress about the unknowns, that we don't have to panic about the tomorrows, that we don't have to lose our temper because things are not going our way. We can just be in God. And the third part is Mary's surrender. And so Mary's asking the how. Gabriel tells her. He tells her about Elizabeth. He tells her about the Holy Spirit coming down. And we come to this bit. And this is where it really, really stuck for me. Verses 38 onwards. And let me ask the question, is it fair to say that before Mary had encountered the angel Gabriel, she had her own plans? The reality is yes. She probably did. She probably had ideas about what was going to happen in her immediate future. She was betrothed to Joseph. She uh, was going to get married to a good man, a hard worker. They were both faithful followers of God. She probably envisaged the wedding. She probably thought about the party after the the wedding. Probably the first night with Joseph. Uh, She probably thought about children she was going to have. The reality is she probably had plans of her own. Like we do, We, we make plans, we create plans. I'm pretty sure that neither of them considered or even imagined in the wildest dreams this exact scenario that we're reading here. I think it's fair to say um, even more that she couldn't have imagined that once she'd given birth to Jesus she'd have to flee to Egypt. At this moment right here. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that when the angel told her that Jesus was going to... Uh, be Jacob's descendants sit on his throne forever, she couldn't have imagined Jesus dying on the cross and excruciating death. She couldn't have imagined that he would rise three days later. It wasn't in her plans. She couldn't have imagined it. That wasn't her plans. We have plans, but when God kicks in and when God comes knocking, what do we do with that? For Mary, all these unknowns didn't matter. And I was taken aback by her response All the unknowns didn't matter She didn't care for the unknowns She didn't ask like we do For clarity She didn't ask Hey hey, Gabriel tell me What's going to happen two years after I give birth What's going to happen tomorrow Like, Where where am I going to live What's what's going to happen Give me certainties Give me uh, complete execution and details I want specifics Come on Gabriel No She didn't ask for this intricate specifics And she just said, in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. I am his handmaiden. And once she understood that, she didn't debate with master and just accepted what was said. As soon as she realized this was being ordained by God, she said, yes, Lord. Mary, in her quiet submission and complete reverence, expresses complete obedience and complete surrender. She says, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. What a sentence. It's so simple, but what a sentence. I am yours, Lord. Do as you wish. I am yours. Complete surrender. Complete surrender of her plans. Complete surrender of the future, complete letting go of everything, and just handing it over to God. It says yes, Lord. What? Yeah, let, let, let your will be done. Mary didn't even factor Joseph into this equation. She didn't even go, "Hey Joseph, guess what, mate? Hey Joseph, guess what? You know, there's an angel here, and you know." You know, he's telling me these really weird things about I'm going to be pregnant, and you know we haven't been together, but you know I'm not treating on you. It's just no, she didn't even factor Joseph in. She didn't. She, he didn't. It didn't factor in. And I think sometimes when we read this, we we forget this one thing, right? That it took so much trust in the Lord for 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 this, because uh, when Mary agreed to be maybe to be pregnant, you have to remember that it would have been seen as suspicious for her to be a woman who's pregnant out of wedlock. There would have been the death penalty still hanging around. Being pregnant could mean death for her. Well, we read in Matthew that Joseph was mining to divorce her. So she would have been divorced. She would have been shunned. She would have been kicked out of her home. home. There are all these things that were in the background at play. But Mary identified herself with sinners by Maybe being looked at out of wedlock, being pregnant out of wedlock, so that God's purpose could be fulfilled in her. She just said, Yes, Lord. She wasn't sure if she was going to suffer, but she declared essentially, Lord, let your will be done in me. I wonder then, as I kind of come to my conclusion, this mary this woman who had no idea what was going to happen most likely had her own plans in complete surrender became the mother of our savior jesus for her it was god's plan to be done in her life may god's purpose be done in her life. May God's will be done in her life. May God's calling be done in her life. And she responded with a yes, Lord. She responded with, I am your servant. Let it be done in me. And so as I end, I wonder, and I was challenged by this myself, I wonder when circumstances are unexpected, when things don't go our way or when uh, uh, new things come up or when situations arise or when um, things are completely out of control. Like Mary, how often do we surrender it all and said, yes, Lord, let your will be done in my life. And so as I end, I want to pray that God's calling on each one of us may be fulfilled in our lives. I want to pray that when God comes knocking, when God comes and with his will and, and his purposes for us, that our responses are that of Mary, that I am your servant, Lord. I want to pray that our attitudes, our hearts, our thoughts, our desires, our complete surrender, not needing to know what tomorrow looks like because Jesus himself says tomorrow has enough worries of itself. You don't need to worry about that. But you need to worry about the promotion, what's happening in two years' time. But actually, can we truly say, Lord, I am your servant. Let your will be done in my life. Lord, may your word be done in us. Lord, may your word be fulfilled in me. And so I just want to pray as I finish that our hearts, our minds, our whole being is so inclined to me like Mary that we humbly come before you, Lord, and says, we are your servant, Lord. Let your word be done in us. Amen.